witness, bear witness to the greatest park has ever created, the smelling sod, starring Mr. Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Canelo. Hook white crowds, smelling song. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Punch. Ooh, baby, you already know this is Punch Wrong Boxing, aka Mr. Moo. Oh, shine himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 7 of the Smelling Podcast. Woo, man, we moving on up. I said we moving on up to the east side, to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Check out the voice, man. Y'all feeling the voice? Come on. Y'all know y'all feeling the voice. <laughs> anyway, man, thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about a special individual, a treasure to this world, not only in America, but a treasure to this world. This human being is immortal. Yes, we're talking about the great one. We're talking about the baddest man on the planet and still is the baddest man on the planet. God damn it, I don't want to hear it. I don't care if he's been retired for 15 years. He's still the baddest man on the planet. And forever will be the baddest man of the planet. I say. Iron. Mike. Tyson. Man. This is a special human being, y'all. So special. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me, man. I said so special. That this human. This immortal human has mastered the art of living and surviving. Now, of course, you may know a lot of people in your family or friends or, 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 so, or other people that you may be encountered with that is going through a lot in life. And you'd be like, damn, it's impossible. If it was me, I couldn't go through that. I couldn't survive that. How the hell these people survive that? We've seen a lot of human beings go through certain things that you tell yourself, man, I commend that. I commend that man. I commend that woman. I don't know if I could have gone through that. I don't know if I could have survived that. But damn it, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Tyson lived a life of 10 human beings at the same time. At the same damn time. At the same damn time. And I don't think anybody could debate that. And if you just want to debate it, that means you don't know who the hell Mike Tyson is. And if you don't know who Mike Tyson is, damn, you've been living under a rock and a big rock at that. You've been living under a mountain. Mike Tyson has gone through everything a human could possibly go through except death. And you already know that's inevitable. So he's going to go through that too. It's unfortunate, but ladies and gentlemen, he's going to go through it like I'm going to go through it. Just like you're going through it, going to go through it just like your mama, just like your papa. Mike Tyson been through it all and survived it all. Wow. We got to commend this man. Been crucified to resurrected. Been through poverty, fame, incarcerated, convicted criminal, falsely accused, losing and winning fights, bullied, overcoming the bully, 
taken advantage of. He has taken advantage of people. Drug addiction and overcoming drugs. Divorce. Adulterer. Devoted husband. Fatherless and motherless. Devoted fatherhood. Unfortunately, losing a child. Shout out to his beautiful angel up in heaven. Been adopted. Infamous. Has traveled the whole world. Been a pet owner, ladies and gentlemen. And not only a pet o- a pet hold- uh, uh, um, owner, but a wild pet owner too. Something that I wouldn't do. Dude was playing with tigers the way I play with my infant daughter. This man is crazy. But intellectual also. Smart. Has made dumb choices. Has been humbled. Muslim. A believer of God. Rich. Bankrupt. Sued. From being a thief to being robbed. If it was Don King or anybody else. Obese. Incredible shape, especially at the age of 53. Veganism. Meat eater. Damn it, this man has gone through it all. Survival. Survived. Mike Tyson survived. He lived and survived all of it. At the age of 53. And the dude is still living through, still throwing punches, still working now, still looking, still looking good, Mike Tyson. Mike, you are not only, not only a, 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 a world champion, and I'm talking about a world champion in and out the ring. Because I'm going to tell you like this, if life, and you know if you already follow the channel, follow the channel on YouTube. I always explain this in my videos in YouTube that what I love about boxing, y'all, what I love about boxing is that that's the only sport to me. And shout out to all the um, modern day wars, modern day gladiators. You put your life on the line for pure entertainment. Shout out to all of y'all, men and women. What I say about boxing is boxing translate life. Boxing translate to life itself. Put it that way. Boxing translates to life itself. We are all living in a 12-round bout. And some of us get knocked out in the first round. Some of us can make an adjustment but still can't weather the storm. I mean, somebody, some of us can't weather the storm. Some of, like, some of us can make adjustment but still lose. Yeah, in the beginning is going to be a beginning and it's going to be an end. And Mike Tyson... Is living a 12 round bout, and this is probably the most electrifying. He is going through everything in this fight. Can you imagine a war? I'm talking about the Gotti Ward, I'm talking about Morales Pacquiao, I'm talking about a bunch of war fights that we've seen in the sport of boxing going back and forth. He knocks you down, you knock him down, you still up, you don't know if you're going to quit. You're bleeding, you're cut. The referee is looking at you, the doctor's looking at you, are we going to stop the fight? You say, no, I want more. Mike Tyson is living the greatest 
12 round bout that we have ever seen from any other human. That we have ever seen. Not read. Not read. My type did. I don't know. Maybe prove to me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to be naive. I don't want to be insensitive or insecure about other people's, um, um, you know. But because I might not know. I might not know there might be somebody in Asia that's been going through the same thing Mike Tyson's going through. You might have somebody in your own family that went through Mike Tyson was going through. But for real, we, Mike Tyson is world renowned. We know who the hell is Mike Tyson. We, we know what he's done great. What he's done good, the unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate um upbringing that he had so, could be self inflicted in certain things. Could be people like like I said in the beginning taking advantage. He's been taken advantage of. Can you imagine a world? I just want to say this. Can you imagine a world champion, right? Because a lot of people always be like, damn, Mike Tyson. Damn, well, he could have done his money, man. He was blowing his money and stuff like that. It's, it, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Do you know where this man come from? Do you know the poverty level? Do you know? How can you hand over hundred millions of dollars, basically, to a child that probably can't count? $50,000, you hand him $50,000 right now, he, he don't know what to do. My father always told me, if you can't manage $100, you won't be able to manage $1,000. If you can't manage $1,000, you can't be able to manage $10,000. Can you imagine giving a 19, 20, 20-year-old 20 guy $100 million from the hood? I'm talking about from the gutter gutter. I'm talking about that gutter that you don't see today in America. And you're going to say, oh, man, this guy don't know how to manage his money. Mother effer. Of course, do you, th do, do you think that he should manage his money, right? Like he's lived this type of life and has managed this type of money? No. And guess what? He's around adults and not just any adult. Just not 22, 21-year-old adults that's probably close to his age. I'm talking about old dudes, 50s and the 60s. Taking advantage of this man. And still overcoming it. How can you trust anybody in your life. While you went through what you went through. How? How Mike Tyson. Yes. He's probably done things in his life. That he probably regret or don't regret. I'm not in the position to say that. Because you never know anything that you do in life. You will know maybe the repercussions. Or was a lesson learned. There's no losses in life, right? I mean, I don't believe in losses in life. I don't believe that you will lose. I believe that what people may feel like is a loss is actually a lesson learned. And we evolved. If we smart, we evolved. And we, um, you know, again, got to overcome the, those op obstacles. We got to overcome it. Oh, just going to be that. Oh, oh, just going to be dead. We die. Mike Tyson is still alive, y'all. And alive and well. Shout out to Kiki, his beautiful wife. Shout out to her. Shout out to his kids for giving the unconditional love. Because, you know, there could be a lot, it could be a lot of bitter kids, too. <laughs> it could be a lot of bitter kids. 
this man went from not being a, a everyday dad, right? Everyday dad in a, in, a, in a physical form. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say situation with his kids. I don't know. But it seems like got great, beautiful kids. But we know that he wasn't there all the time. You know, he wasn't there with his with, with the mother of those uh, uh, of his children. So of course, you know, probably saw him every other weekend, like or saw him, you know, every other day or whatever the situation. But now he's actually an everyday dad, a devoted dad, raising his children, having a mother and father in the household. Which also, I believe, that is the number one issue in the community. Now, you know, if you follow me, you know, I do not like to raise bait. I don't raise bait. I, I probably culture bait. Because I believe we do. I believe that we are the one race. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe we are one race. One beautiful race. With a lot of beautiful cultures. That's what makes humanity beautiful, y'all. That we have just different cultures. Beautiful, different foods, different cuisines, different way of life, different music. I think it's culture to me. But we're one race. Under God. And being that um, we're one race, but knowing there's different cultures within the culture of the Mike Tyson's of the world, Brownsville, Brooklyn, the number one issue in our culture and that culture, because I'm a part of that culture as well, I was born and raised within the culture. Of poverty being poor. New York City. Harlem. Wash Heights. Shout out. The number one issue that a lot of people don't want to talk about in our community. Is that. Mother and father not in the household. Now I was unfortunate. Your man Moonshine was unfortunate. To have. A a mother and father in the household. And to be honest y'all. If I tell you the story of my pops. I actually. When I look at Mike Tyson, I look at my pops too. Because there's a lot of things that Mike Tyson went through that my pops also went through. You understand what I'm saying? Mother died of cancer when he was nine years old. He came into this country with his sister that was 15-year-old dating a 30-man. My aunt was dating a 30-year-old man. Went from and, and came into the country at the age of 11. Age of 12, 11. With a sister 15 years old. My, my father has no mother. Father out and about. In another in another town. In DR. And my father had to figure everything out. Also been incarcerated like Mike Tyson. Also been in the. In the. In the. In the streets. Hustling. And also fell into that. You know one of those statistics. In the 80s. That you know of the crack era. Also was on drugs. Also overcame. Accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior when he was locked up. Went to college when he was locked up. And overcame. And also had his ups, ups and downs and his, and his bumps and bruises. And, you know, um, it's an it's a everlasting process. When she was devoted, then went back to the bulls years later. But then overcame again. Call himself, adjusted again, and I'm proud of my dad. And I saw everything. I saw everything. 
And I, 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 uh, Mike Tyson has that type of, you know, when I look at my father, I look at him, uh, it's all Mike Tyson. But the thing is, well, Mike Tyson, also Mike Tyson, went through the rich and the glamour and the famous and the celebrity and all those things. I mean, any human could think of. Mike Tyson had everything that you could think of from every car to the big houses. And remember the big mansion in Connecticut. How many rooms they had? Like 32 rooms. Like what Mike Tyson haven't gone through aside from death? What hasn't he not overcome? Now, of course, has he gone through a disease? Has he gone through a natural cause disease like cancer? Or things of that nature? I mean, there's going to be somebody out there. Well, he didn't go after, he didn't, he had no cancer though. He got no worries or nothing like that. But is it the mental illness is also some kind of a disease, right? We can't overlook that. And I know society has tried to put that in our brains and try to be like mental, mental health, mental health. But there was a time we just, we, we didn't know what the hell mental health was. We just thought we was living life. And living that type of life also molds you in a very, think about it, if you're living that type of life, it actually molds you into a beast, an animal, because you're holding a lot of baggage, you're holding a lot of grudge, and you're living your life trying to prove to the world that you ain't that bum dude from the hood. I've been through that. And a lot of people understand what I'm trying to say. You don't want to be that bum dude with the bum sneakers and the bum clothing and stuff like that. Makes you not even want to go to school. Being the laughing stock. Being bullied. And being bullied fires you up. It fires you up. And when you overcome that bully, you got that, I wish a motherfucker would do that to me again. I wish a motherfucker would bully me again. It gets you in the defensive mode throughout your whole life. Y'all don't know what it is, man. I'm talking to the people that don't understand. Because I used to hate when people was criticizing Mike Tyson. Shout out to Customato. Remember what I said in the beginning of what Mike Tyson was going through? Adoption. Dude even went through being adopted. Having a new guardian. Being adopted to another culture that he has no uh, familiarities of. Went from just being around um, blacks and and Latinos and then this white man. Yeah, the the, the type of systematically thinking that they put us that every white person is the devil, is against us and things of that nature. I also don't rock with that. Because I believe in one race, like I said. I believe there's evil. I believe there's wrong. I believe there's right. And I believe people think like that. We take the power of when people want to raise bait for those race hustlers that wants to always come with the race thing to divide us and keep us emotional. I know the game. I know the play. But guess what? I'm not falling for it. And I suggest all you, all my, my peoples out there, do not fall. Do not fall for that game. Do not fall for the playbook because in my estimation, in my estimation, that playbook is no good. That playbook is outdated. Stop falling for it, my people. 
Whenever you see a race, baby, you be like, yo, my man, we ain't talking about no race. Get out of here. We're one, we are one way race. No, no, no. You the past, the past, nothing. Every past has an oppressed and an oppression. Every part of the world have it. You know what we do? We move on. We don't forget, but we move on. Can you imagine talking about talking to a Jew and he always want to bring the Holocaust? Every time he want to bring uh, talk to a black, an American black, oh, he wants to bring slavery. Stop. That's it. We must move on. In scriptures, there was slavery. The whole world was built on slavery. We just can't be using it as a crutch. We just can't be. We we can't um self victimize ourselves every single time. Just a special message I had. To, I I just had to say it, y'all. I know I went like left field on that, but I want you to understand. What Mike Tyson and his mindset and where his mindset could go and how could it be molded in a way. Like Mike Tyson alluded to, man, um, Customado broke him down. Broke him down and built him up to the beast. How the hell did Cus knew he was the one? How? How the hell did Cuss knew that this young man, this young boy, was the one? Now, I know there's a lot of people, when there's not a lot of people, there's special type of people that see something in you. And I'm talking about everybody in their own life. There might be somebody that sees something in you that you don't know. That you don't even know. They see something in you that's very, very special that you might not even know. Keep those people close to you, man. Sometimes we think that we're they, they are the weirdos, but they're here for us, man. The best thing is when somebody sees something in you that is special and you don't even know and brings it out of you. Cuz did that to Mike Tyson. And probably if you take Mike Tyson back to probably 12 or 11 years old. That will be the man that he least expect that will come to the rescue. And we always have that. We have that in life. It always happens that way. Yo, I tell you this personal personal experience. Even when I'm doing this podcast and even when I'm doing this boxing stuff, I've devoted my time. Actually, my life to uplift the sport of boxing, to uplift my warriors and gladiators because I love fighters. My friends don't believe in this. My friends and family don't even listen to this. They look at it like I'm wasting my damn time. They don't see nothing. They don't. What the hell you doing? Like there's a lot of things you could be doing. And there's a lot of people like that. They don't really give a damn. And the least people expect it gives you that, 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 you know, that appreciation. Because I believe I'm self-worth, but even that's hard to gain also. Confidence. Break away from that insecurity. That's very, very hard. I know a lot of humans, I believe that 80% or probably more of humans suffer from insecurity. That's a disease by itself. There's people that have it all. Or you may think they have it all because we think that material and money is everything. And having the baddest chick in the world is everything. And it's having all those people around you that's a yes man and whatever. And they do whatever you ask. Like, hey, do that for me right now. And they do it. And they run and do it. And a lot of people look at it like that's everything. 
that person is still insecure. Insecurity is probably the biggest disease also in the world. The saddest people on earth, the saddest person in earth, in your community, in your circle, is those who lie to themselves. Those who lie to themselves, because if they can lie to themselves, they can lie to you. They can lie to you. If a person could be unfaithful to their children, then my man, they could be unfaithful to you on a drop of a dime. This Mike Tyson's life could, Mike Tyson could actually be, be a therapist, psychiatrist or whatever you want to call it. For me, Mike Tyson, and maybe he'll be like, nah, punch, what the hell you talking about, moonshine, stop it. Don't, don't give me all of that credit. Don't give me all of that. But I'm sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. I got to say it. But you have the answers to almost everything. Can you, if, if Mike Tyson, if I could talk to Mike, which eventually that would happen. I met Mike Tyson. He's never going to remember this, but I met him uptown. He was in uptown New York. He was walking actually alone. I was young, and he was in front of a chimichurri truck. Shook his hand, very humble. But if I go back and think about it, I could see that, damn, this guy's going through something. He was, like, he was Mike and very humble. But he also, he also looked like he's one twitch away of... Like, I believe anybody would test Mike Tyson right that second. He would have demolished face or whatever. That's how intense the man looked, but also humble. Also, just a man that has a lot of things on his mind. A man that's probably living, but checked out, but still walking. I never forget about that day. I mean, yo, this man got the... His, his knuckles be popped out of his his hand, <laughs> like. But if I ever see Mike Tyson again and talk to him again, man, I gotta say, Mike, you have the answers. You have gone through things, and anybody could ask you the question, and you probably have the answer to it. You're the perfect person to talk to about money, about losing money, about marriage. About um, weakness, about strength, about health, about nutrition. A philosopher, he studies book about war. About weed. A lot of people smoke that weed. <laughs> that weed, shout out to the Tyson Ranch and shout out to his business partners. I ain't a smoker myself, but hey. Hey, I got black problems. I think I think I may that's gonna be my last resort because I do not take no pharmaceutical medicine. No, I don't take none of that. I take herbal tea. That's it. Uh-uh. I let that do the work. But hey, if whatever my taste of the smoking is natural, that told to bring me into a humble place and make me a better person, my taste, and I think that here with you, my brother.
He could talk about looking out for the people that might take advantage of you. Overcoming that and also still being humble and also shake the hands. The master the art of forgiving <clears throat> is one of the most hardest thing in the world. Mike Tyson has mastered that forgiving, <laughs> you know, people around the forgiving the Don Kings of the world, forgiving the Teddy Atlas of the, uh, uh, the Teddy Atlas of the world. That he still talk a little. Looks like he holds a little jealousy or vendetta over Mike Tyson. And you know what? We're gonna be talking about that in the YouTube channel. Go check it out because I gotta say things about Teddy Atlas because I seen the interview that I wasn't feeling it because a man like Mike Tyson. Has the power to all the things that he has gone through. Has the power to grow significantly. And you're still stuck on something. I got to go at Teddy Atlas on that one. Sorry, but I had to. I had to. Probably somebody got to tell him. Because, you know, it seems like when he does an interview, nobody keeps it real. Interviewers out there, if you're going to interview these, lady, uh, these ladies and gentlemen in the sport. It's just not about asking a question and listening. But also challenge them. Also know. Also study who you're talking to. Cause you could also help out people if you got the if you got the platform if you got the ability, the the opportunity to be next to these um, these personnel and actually spend like an hour questioning or whatever, ask the right question so you can get the right answer. Also, make it a lesson for them as well. Trust me, in the long run, they will appreciate it. Mike Tyson could think, hey. Could talk to you about veganism. Ian Green. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Taking advantage of while the world's seeing everything. Getting played by women. He playing women. Could talk to you about other cultures in the world. Because I know a lot of people that just stay in one place, never been outside their own city, never been outside their own county, never been outside of the states, and think that everything over here is just black and white, and that's what the, and that's what we go to. Never, never took the chance to listen to a guy from 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 Bosnia that had to go through the Yugoslavian breakup in ninety, in the ninety, in the early nineties. Going to Asia and see the oppress. Going to the Middle East. There's a lot of people, look, can't, can't read the Quran and the Bible at the same time. I've done it. I got to because my journey is to be my better self. And Mike Tyson right now, his journey is to be a better him. That's beautiful to see. Isn't that beautiful to see the transition? Isn't that beautiful to see our superhero go through adversity and still he's a superhero and overcome them? He is a symbol of living and surviving. It feels like you could look at Mike Tyson and look at his story and just look at him and be like, you know what, I'm going through it too. Look what Mike Tyson is doing. Damn, I could do it too. Damn, look at him. He's like 300 pounds. Damn, look, he's losing weight. Damn, and within five months, I could do it too. Mike Tyson could do it. I could overcome drugs like Mike Tyson. I could overcome um, bitterness. I could overcome the grudge. I could overcome that. Or I could channel it. Because to be honest, a man like me, they be like, oh, my, 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 my circle always be like, yo, punch, you always take everything personal. And I tell them I do. I'm going to let you know right now, if I have some type of relationship with you, either friendship or whatever, I'm going to tell you right now, I take it personal. If I ain't take it personal, I don't give a damn about you. 
If you don't like it, it, me taking it personal, then you can't be in my circle. You got to understand that when you talk to me, it's personal. This ain't the game. And my life ain't one either. And I ain't wasting my time. And you shouldn't waste my time either or even try to. Because if you do want to see the wrath, then you're going to see it. But I let people know in the beginning about me because I know myself. I'm not a person that don't know myself. And a guy like Mike Tyson who expressed himself, especially in, 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 in recent interviews, one thing that I, I, he's always saying, he says, I know myself. You know that most of the people don't even know them, themselves. I am telling you, Mike Tyson has mastered the art of living and surviving, y'all. What has he gone through? What haven't he's gone through? The journey of believing, the journey of Jesus Christ, the journey of Allah, the journey of, of the prophet Muhammad. But he's in his journey. And you know what? He's still in his journey. He's still fighting. Remember, he's living in a 12-round bout like we all live in a 12-round round. Rounds. 12 round bout and we all might not be no we we all can't identify that we are but we are ladies and gentlemen take it from me yo we in a fight right now but also a fight could be good there's people that's li that's living a 12 round bout and they cruising in their fight there's also people like that all i'm saying is mike tyson is living a 12 round bout that's very very intriguing and is that back and forth with life and he's right now you could say he's in a what is it? What is it? He's 53 years old, right? So he probably right now is in the eighth round, right? In the eighth round battle. And he had made the adjustment. And ladies and gentlemen, he's coming strong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He got his second win, y'all. He got his second win. This man is a dangerous man. You should have took him out when you had the chance. The devil couldn't do it. And I'm going to say it like this, y'all. I'm not a religious freak, but I do have a personal relationship with God. And I'm always going to say that to people, whether you like it or not, whether you want to hear it or not. Seek a relationship with God, man. It's no better feeling than seeking a relationship to the most high. Seek it, seek it, seek it, baby. Seek it. The best feeling in the world, the best high in the world. Oh my goodness, I can't explain to y'all the feeling of having a personal relationship with God and looking up to God and having that relationship, the up and down. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I'm, I'm having a relationship with my God knows I'm not perfect. I'm not going to go out or way outside the box to actually, um, you know, lie to myself or, or destroy a relationship like that. That's how, I, that's how I got it with God. I'm going to tell you like this, man. Is people, take it from me. Take it from me. Seek. You're gaining something in your life that is worth everything. It's worth everything. God will give you anything you ask for and more if you're genuine about it. And more. You ask for one thing, you get 10 things coming at you. You're so overwhelmed. Wow, 
I've been wild time and time again with God because even I feel like in my life it could have been the end. Mentally. I got, got gone through things in life where I'm like, God, me and God had a relationship where I'm like, oh, you damn it. And you know, when you get mad and you blame it at you, 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 you blame everything at the world and you want to look at and look at God and, and blame God is your fault. Why you have done this to me? Why you're not there? Where are you? Boom, boom, boom. And then when he finally appears, and I mean spiritually, y'all, I want you to understand me spiritually. There's situations that you may go through in life, and if you're looking for a physical being, it's not going to happen, okay? He's a spiritual being, but you can identify God's work. You can identify it, and I have identified it time and time again in my life where sometimes I question God. I'm like, why do you stick by me like that, man? I said this all about you and you still, like, have you ever had like a little brother or a little sister that keeps following you everywhere you go? And you be like, man, stay, quit following me, man. I don't want to chill with you and stuff like that, man. You bothering me. That's like God. I leave God. God is following me. Now I'm rolling with you. Nah, man, get out of here. No, he's rolling with me. But God is a funny nag. I know if I'm talking like this, it might feel weird if you don't know the relate. If you know what I'm talking about for the people that fear God fearing people, you know what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful feeling, y'all. Um, so Mike Tyson, y'all already know, saying that he's gonna come back. He's in the midst, 53 years old. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people wanna be like, come on, he ain't gonna be back at 53 years old. I won't put it past you. We know that Mike Tyson is, a, is an extreme human being. He's an extreme fella. When he's doing bad, he's probably doing bad in an extreme way. When he's doing good, he's probably doing great in an extreme way. He's probably working out two times a day, three hours in total. His body looking up to par. Holyfield is looking up to par. And we're talking about Mike Tyson versus Holyfield. Probably four-rounder, six-rounder, charity work. But we could see a Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield three. And that will make a lot of money. But like Mike Tyson said, it's not about him. It's not about him no more. It's all about the people, the unfortunate people that he can help out just by doing the charity work. And when you're doing something for more than yourself... Oh, baby, that's the greatest gift you could do for others. And you will go and you will have the ultimate gift. You will receive the ultimate gift from God. I promise you that. I promise you that. Mike Tyson says that the gods have reignited his warrior. What is it? What he said? The gods of war, or the gods of warriors have ignited his ego. And he's feeling the best he's ever felt. And people go, and, and you know what? I hear people saying, but he's 53 years old in the sport of boxing. A lot of people trying to knock him down. Oh, he's 53 years old. Look, I'm going to tell you like this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you like this and listen up. All right? Do not contradict yourself when you say that Mike Tyson is a freak of nature. If he is a freak of nature, which I believe he's a freak of nature, damn it, he is a superhero. He's a freak of nature that do not 
put him in the same category as a normal 53 years old because he was never a normal kid he was never a normal 20 year old 21 year old and we see how he's coming back from all of this and he ain't no normal 53 year old i'll tell you that and by the way if you know the sport of boxing ladies and gentlemen you know another probably the first probably one of the first world known heavyweight i'm not gonna say he's the first but i'm gonna tell you like this the world well known worldwide jack johnson came back at the age of 53 beat brett simmons yes he lost him but then he came right back with a rematch but at 53 he made he came back and won and ended his career at the age of 53 with a w and if jack johnson could do it the legendary jack johnson damn it mike tyson is gonna do it i said it mike tyson will do it he will when he will be victorious and he will reign supreme like his legendary status. Ladies and gentlemen, I always talk about it on my channel. Again, subscribe to the channel, Punch Run Boxing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You already know if you want to donate, donate to, the, to, to the movement. Donate cash app, dollar sign, Punch Drunk. FYI. I talk about legacy in the sport of boxing. And I talk about these young boxers today, which I consider as my modern day warriors, modern day gladiators. They put their life on the line for a pure entertainment. I love you all. But it's also, it's becoming apparent, it's becoming a consistent, it's becoming a trend right now in the sport of boxing that people ain't thinking about their legacy. And I'm gonna tell you like this people talk about they want their purse. Oh, I wanna take care of my family from generation to generation to come. I'm gonna tell you like this legacy will reign supreme, ladies and gentlemen. Legacy will reign supreme. These young boxers gotta think about legacy. Do not think about the purse. Because, like I said, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson can make all the money in the world. He could lose all the money in the world. And he could gain it right back. By not, not, he didn't even need to get him back in the ring. But you know why? Because his legacy reigns supreme. Oscar the Hoya legacy reigns supreme. Sugar Ray Leonard legacy reigns supreme. Bernard Hopkins reigns supreme. Roy Jones reigns supreme. Julio Cesar Chavez reigns supreme. Roberto Duran, Duran reigns supreme. You're always going to have money waiting for you if you want to get back out, if you want to get up from your couch. Go get a job. Do announcing, and he will get a job. They will get a job because their legacy reigns supreme. Your children's will get whatever they want coming from them. They're going to have the, the door cracked open for them because of your legacy. So if you do, if you are smart, and I'm talking about the people out there, I'm talking about my, my warriors out there. There's a lot of prime fighters right now that still haven't fought a legacy fight. You tell that promoter, my man, give me that legacy fight right now or I'm out. Legacy reigns supreme, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to be forgotten. Your legacy will reign supreme and will give you open, it, 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 will, it will, the door will always be cracked open for your family. Can you imagine? Look. Uh, for example, Mike Tyson's daughter played tennis, right? And of course, she's going to work hard. She's going to work hard and do what she has to do to put herself in position because she's going to be doing hard work. And she got a mother and father in the household, which is beautiful, which is beautiful. And she's going to, you know, do her part in becoming great. But because of Mike Tyson's legacy, even if she likes it or not, 
the doors is going to be cracked open for her. Not because of money, but because the legacy reigns supreme. Not because of money. Layla Ali, which probably I consider the greatest woman boxer of all time. And yes, she did what she had to do. But the door was cracked open because she was Muhammad Ali's daughter. Not taking nothing away from Layla Ali. If you're listening, you know, honey, you're the best ever. But also, being the daughter of Muhammad Ali benefited her. Her daddy didn't have to show her how to fight or anything of that nature. She got her trainer. She got everything she was getting on her own. But the legacy reigned supreme. Whether she liked it or not, the door was going to be cracked open. All she would have to do is just extend her arms and open the door. But it would be cracked open for her. Because Muhammad Ali's legacy reigned supreme. Mike Tyson survived everything that a human could survive. Aside from natural like cancer and things of that nature. All right, and heart surgery and all that. But even that you got to have eternal emotional that's like having the that's like having heart surgery on itself when your heart is broken and it takes years and years and years to overcome that to swollen up the wound not having the type of grudge because mom and dad wasn't there because not having a mom and dad and not having people around you that you don't know if they love you or just want to take advantage of you or maybe they just around your life because they get they they benefiting from have you in your life. I mean, it goes both ways when it comes to Customado and Mike Tyson, right? Customado wanted a champion. He saw somebody, he saw a kid that could become that. He trained him. He molded him to become a, 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 a obliterated machine. But if Mike Tyson wasn't that type of fighter, he was just a juvenile detention uh, dude and couldn't fight and didn't want to fight, maybe because the model would have never took an eye on him. So it goes both ways. Mike Tyson was special to Cus. Cus was special to Mike Tyson. It's a relationship. Rest in peace. Shout out to Cus and his family. Shout out to all the fathers out there doing their thing. Shout out to all the father figures that's doing their thing. Shout out to all the people that has adopted a child that wasn't, you know, it wasn't there. And you emotionally connected with the child and emotionally and, 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 and being a humanitarian in a, in a way to help out the need. The child that needed that type of love, the child that needed that guidance. And appreciation and made them feel like they're special. Can you imagine those children that have been abandoned and they stay in the home and in, 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 in the, you know, in those homes, they never was adopted and they go out there as an adult, 18 years old, they're out of the, the home the, and they go their whole life not understanding or identifying what love is. If people have the opportunity out there because they don't talk about it in society, go to those homes. 
Show your face. Show your interest. There's a lot of homes out there. There's a lot of kids that don't have any parents at all. And they go, th- they go throughout their whole life thinking they worth shit. If you got the resources, go and help them out. Seek them. Have a talk with them. Visit them. They're still children. And they're heartbroken. They're heartbroken. It's even sad for me to think when I, while I'm talking about it, it's sad. I think about it. There's children out there that don't have a mom and dad, don't have nobody to really love them. You can have all the counselors in the world and they can't even, they don't even know who they are. They don't know their bloodstream. They don't know why they're here. And a lot of those children are suicidal as well. They don't feel that genuine love. They're nothing. They feel like they're a mistake. But I'm here if you listening. If it's just one of you listening, you're a very special human being. And I love you. I love you. And please DM me, punch drunk boxing, gmail at gmail.com. Again, punch drunk boxing at gmail.com for any, you know, bitter, not bitter, I'm not going to say, I said, I was going to say, um, you know, lost souls. That feel like they're not nothing special. Call me because I want to tell you how special you are. I want to explain to you how special you are. And the promises that life have for you. You are a superhero. You are a superhero. And don't let nobody tell you less than that. There's a lot of heartbrokenness in the world today. And when I just look at Mike Tyson when I'm talking about it, I'm saying that he is a master of surviving life and, and, and surviving life itself. The art, master the art of surviving life itself. He's a symbol. He's a treasure and a symbol. And it's almost like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm saying something and people may take it really out of content, but I have to say it in a way so you could really understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying Mike Tyson is Jesus, but we're all Christ-like, right? We're Many of us are striving to be Christ-like. I'm not saying that you're almighty God, right? I'm not saying that nobody's almighty God because there's only one God. But we all have the potential to be Christ-like. And Mike Tyson, when I say he's, he is like Christ-like. I mean, this man has been crucified. Beat down emotionally, mentally. The world has come down on him before. 
and he has resurrected his life. He has gone and risen from the tomb, but this time we're actually witnessing it. And I believe that we do need it. A lot of people do need to, to see it. That a person could survive drug addiction. People could survive poverty. People could be successful. People could overcome unhappiness. People could see that money and materialistic things are not true happiness. And you could see that people could be all sad while having everything. But true happiness happiness comes within. You got to find that happiness. Nobody can make you happy. But you got to be happy yourself. And look at yourself in the mirror and say that I love myself. Have to overcome insecurities. Have to realize who you're hurting and how to overcome not you know, overcome not being too prideful to apologize and change your ways. Overcoming drugs. Overcoming falsely being accused because that also could take a, a, you know, it could mold you to hate. Because the more success you have, the more people want to come at you and take it away. In a very unmorally way. Your wealth and your richness comes within. My wealth is having a relationship with God. That's something nobody will ever take away. You have that wealth. You have everything this world this this world has to offer. The positive things in this world has to offer. Remember, the closer you are with God, there's going to be the devil out there trying to go at you. Because if you don't have no relationship with God, the devil don't give a damn. He ain't need to chase you. He's not jealous of nobody. He don't envy nothing. He already got you. But when you with God, trust me, he's going to come after you. And you got to be prepared. You got to be mind. You got to be mindful. You got to be minded. That's a Lord. That's that's around you. You got to be strong enough. But the stronger you have the relationship with God, you can knock out the devil as soon as you identify him. And that won't take 12 rounds. You will knock out the devil. Like Mike Tyson was knocking in his, his opponents within 30 seconds when you identify it because you're strong and you're educated and you're informed. Mike Tyson is the baddest man of the planet, not because he was in the ring, because he's the baddest man of the planet, because he survived and gone through things that a human won't, that wouldn't survive, especially in the eyes of millions. He did it in front of our face. He's an open book. He's a symbol of if he could do it, I could do it. If he could do it, I could do it. And thank you, God, for placing this man on earth for us to see, for us to emulate the good. Understand the bad. Mike Tyson is the master of the art of living and surviving. God bless you all. On to the next.